Talking about loving our our enemies and what's that mean to God? Because I think it's really important for us to know how to please God. And there, there's certain things that we do and we don't do that can really get us into trouble. 
and also things that we do and don't do that can really help us out when we are in trouble with God's mercy. So, chapter 5 of the book of Matthew says, You have heard that it was said, You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. So, in reference to the Old Testament, in reference to the law, amen, hermanos? But according to the law of Christ, uh, the, the law of Moses, according to the law of Christ, look at what he says, but I say to you, see what he's saying, but I say to you, love your enemy and pray for those who persecute you. So what he doesn't say is that you're not going to have enemies and everyone's your friend. That's not what he's saying. He's saying is, in spite of your enemies, you love them. And you pray for those who persecute you. You pray for those that are causing you trouble. So, hermanos, we as Christians have to act different. Amen. Because you're going to hear on CNN, Fox News, MSNBC, ABC, NBC, and you can name the rest, NPR, whatever. Uh, the, the way that the culture around you and around us wants us to act. But the reality is that we need to act according to Christ because we are sons of God. And remember, he came to show us what the Son of God should do and looks like. And therefore, he says, but I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. That, that, that's not what people say today. Today, they, they you know, keep fighting, keep arguing. But Christ is telling us something completely different. And it's up to us to do what we're going to do about it. So that you may be sons of your Father. So if you are a child of God, then you're going to love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you because you are a son of your Father who is in heaven. For he causes his son, in other words, the solar system, sun, S-U-N, to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and on the unrighteous. So hermanos, we even see that God is merciful. Now, that doesn't mean that he justifies sin. Hermanos, I think that this is where the the key, el clave, El clave is compassion. Now, you and I have to be dedicated with absolute fervent jealousy to our faith. Mm -hmm. And within our faith, we have to be compassionate to those around us. Mm -hmm. I think we've gotten it wrong in times past where we're so fervently zealous or jealous of the things of God, and we kind of undo all the righteousness of God. And so we're going to talk about that a little bit. Now remember, hermanos, that's not lowering the standard. And the Bible's going to teach us about that. Amen. For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? So in your relationship with God, in my relationship with God, if I want God to help me, if I want God to be merciful for me, because hermanos, so this past week when I was studying this, I, I feel like, man, I have to make things right with God. Right? I got to do my part. And, and in, my, in my journey, I'm like, what can I do different? What can I do better? And hermanos, it's pretty clear. And then that, that's why it's so hard. And look at what he says. If you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Reward, because God is going to give you the reward, right? Do not even tax collectors do the same. If you greet only your brothers, what more are you doing than others? Do not even the Gentiles do the same. So we can greet people that are not like us. People like atheists and pagans. We can greet them. As sons and daughters of God, we should be light in the world. We should be salt to the earth. Amen. Not fighting with people. Now that doesn't mean that we retract from our faith. But hermanos, we stand firm in our faith and still do good and we love our enemies and pray for those who persecute us. That's the Christ that, that we follow. Therefore, you are to be perfect as your Heavenly Father is perfect. So we have to follow the example of Jesus. Then John says to us in 1 John chapter 5, in the name of Jesus Christ, and says, Whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And whoever loves the Father loves the child born of him. Amen? Amen? So, hermanos, if someone claims to love God, then they have to love his children. Amen. Which is why the Hindus cannot love God. Which is why the Muslims cannot love God. 
truly love God because they don't love his children. You have to love his children. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and observe his commandments. So the love of God is to love his commandments and to do his commandments. Amen, everyone? Remember what Jesus says, if you love me, you will do my commandments. Amen. So for someone to say, I have the love of God, then you first have to understand that all the things that they're doing are within the word of God. Amen? So someone that talks about the love of God and is not committed with fervent commitment to the commandments of God, there's no way he truly or she truly loves God. There's no way in, in the world. There's none. There's people that talk about, oh, if you have love, you have to support gay marriage. Oh, no, you don't. On the contrary, you don't if you truly love God. And here's number three. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments. So when anyone talks about the love of God, this is what they must understand. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments. And his commandments are not burdensome. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. Amen, hermanos? Amen. Amen. All the sins of the world, anyone that loves God... It overcomes all the wicked stuff that we go through. And Manos, we all go through something. Amen. There's people out there, unfortunately, that think that they're very perfect and they're very holy because, you know, they're, they're committed to God. And yet, they're some of the biggest sinners because instead of doing right, they're doing a lot of wrong. That's why we have to be committed. Amen, Manos. And the word says, for whoever is born of God overcomes the world. See, the Bible doesn't say that we're not going to be attacked by the world. It says that we overcome the world. Amen. El justo se cae siete veces y siete veces se levanta. The just, the righteous. Now remember, when the Bible speaks of the just, it's not speaking of social justice. It's speaking about the commitment to the law of God. Amen. That's justice. Amen. So those that are just, according to the word of God, according to the law of God, will fall seven times, and seven times they'll get up. Amen, hermanos? That doesn't mean that we have to be perfect to serve God. It just means that we have to be strive towards perfection. Amen. And this is the victory that has overcome the world. Amen, hermanos? He goes, this is the victory that has overcome the world. Our faith. That's what overcomes the world, hermanos. You want to save the world? Have great faith. Amen. Now, the reality is that everybody gets to choose what they want to do. So a lot of people, unfortunately, don't, don't understand that and misunderstand that. And they're trying to do things that aren't benefiting other people spiritually. Because in my this world is going to pass away. This world is going to be destroyed. What, what happens to our souls in eternity, that's where salvation, that is where true help is in my It's there. Amen. Yes. We help the poor. Yes, we help the, the downtrodden. Yes, we help the homeless. Of course, hermanos. But it's a greater thing, hermanos, to help spiritually and eternity. And Isaiah, when I read this this past week, hermanos, it, it was a, a, a very huge uh, revelation for me in, in, in this teaching. And I wanted to share it with you. Isaiah. 47, sit silently and go into darkness, O daughter of the Chaldeans, for you will no longer be called the queen of the kingdoms. Remember, who are the, ch the children of the uh, Chaldeans? Babylon. After God had called Nebuchadnezzar to smite Israel because of Israel's stubbornness and rebellion. Amen, hermano? Look at what God says. I was angry with my people. I profaned my heritages heritage and gave them into your hand. Okay, so first and foremost, hermanos, who gave Israel into the hands of the Chaldeans? God. He did it. Amen? He did it. And then look at what else God says. You did not show mercy to them. On the aged 
you made their yoke very heavy. Los ancianos, even los ancianos. So he goes, I called you to judgment, but you overdid it. Can you imagine, hermanos, if God asked you to bring judgment to a skinhead or a racist? The temptation for us would be not to have any mercy. And that's exactly what God doesn't want. That's exactly what God doesn't want. He never wants us to be happy when our enemies fall. And we've studied that before, but this, hermanos, to me, was a huge revelation where even we, especially we, that require God's mercies because we understand that we're sinners, how dare us not give mercy? They might not deserve mercy, but we give mercy. When it is in our power to do so. As I recall it, there was a a manager who was really racist, I felt, and he ended up getting fired, and a lot of people of color were really happy. And I couldn't help but to be sad for him. Hermanos, he lost his job. What would happen if I lost my job? Hermanos, that's not easy. Pero hay gente, that's what he gets. Oh, be careful, because that's not what God wants from us. And I said, you know what? I, that's not what God wants from us. I'm going to pray for him. I'm not going. I'm not going to be happy. I'm not mm-hmm. going to be joyous. Like a lot of people were joyous. A lot of people of color were joyous because he got fired. Hermanos, that's not right. They claim to be Christians, but hermanos, at that moment, they did not represent Christ. Amen. Now, that doesn't mean that I represented Christ, but I was trying to. Hermanos, and I'm not saying that I didn't get the temptation to be happy. But the Word of God moved my heart to remember, hermanos, that I should be merciful. Amen? Amen. So, even when it's in our hands, hermanos, with authority, we should be merciful. Because that's what it is to be a Christian. Hermanos, every mess up you've done, how many times did God come and just strike you? How many times should he have stricken you? I would say, if I sinned a hundred times, he should have struck me two hundred times. Mm-hmm. One for doing it, and one so I would learn. And yet, he, he's not that way. So, and then why are we that way? Mm-hmm. Now, God's mercy and his patience is so that we come to repentance. And I think we would never say that to sin is okay, but what we might begin to do when it comes against our enemies, hermanos, is to love our enemies, which means be compassionate towards them. Amen, hermanos? Don't be happy when they fall or something bad happens to them, because the Bible also tells us if you do that, God's going to repent of what he's done to them, and he's going to lay off. Paul says to us, be kind to your enemies because it, you're, you're like putting burning coals on their head. Mm-hmm. So hermanos, we have to be different. Mm-hmm. Each one of us has character flaws. Amen? Remember, a character flaw, that's your personality. Each one of us has it. Mm-hmm. So each one of us has to seek out what we have to do a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Number seven, yet you said I will be a queen forever. These things you did not consider nor remember the outcome of them. In other words, you, you, you thought you were so good. I called you to do this. You overdid it. And now I'm going to take it away from you. So had they had more compassion, hermanos, it would have been a different thing for them. But they didn't have more compassion. They hit harder and harder and harder. Hermanos, sin is that way. Typically, we think, oh, just a little bit of sin, right? And next to you know, hermanos, it's just, it becomes huge. It becomes an addiction. See? Hermanos, there's people, phones, and like I know that we use phones for church and stuff like that, so I'm not talking about that, but hermanos, people are so hooked on their phones now. Any little time, I got to check. 
Shall I come to the Lord and bow myself before the God on high? So, hermanos, this is a good question. What can I do to please God? Right? That's a good question. That's a question we should be asking ourselves all the time. What can I do better? Hermanos, at the, at the moment that you think you're the best, hermanos, that's at the moment that you're at your worst. Because that's the moment that you stop trying. That's the moment that you don't care as much. But when you begin to ask yourself, what can I do? And then he goes on to say, shall I come to him with burnt offerings, with yearling calves? Does the Lord take delight in thousands of rams and 10,000 rivers of oil? Shall I present my firstborn for my rebellious acts, the fruit of my body for the sin of my soul? So do I give all the burnt offerings? Do I give all the oil? If, do I give my family over to God? And because of all my wickedness, do, do I just give everything my body can do physically to please him? And the answer is no. And the answer is in number eight. He has told you, oh man, what is good? And what does the Lord require of you but to do justice? Remember, hermanos, justice is in reference to the law of God. To love kindness. The word kindness here is actually better translated loyalty. And to walk humbly with your God. So justice is in reference to the law of God, not the law of man. So God said, don't steal, don't lie, don't commit adultery, don't sin. That's to do justice. And then he says, to love loyalty. Not to betray people. And more importantly, not to betray God. Amen? Amen. He said, to love loyalty, to be dedicated to God, even in the midst of the attacks. Amen, hermanos? And the third thing is, to walk humbly with your God. So, what does it mean to walk humbly with your God? Hermanos, I, I believe it can mean a lot of good things, and it does mean a lot of good things. A few things that come to my mind, come to my heart, is allowing God to teach us His ways, for us not to be stubborn, for us to be open, for us not to fight against His Word. And hermanos, that's easier said than done. Amen. It happens to all of us. There's something that each one of us doesn't want to commit to. And, and yet God says commit. Amen. That's an individual walk. Now, you could say to me, Jorge, you better commit, man. That's easy. Well, yeah, maybe for you, but not me. Because I can say the same thing about you. Why don't you commit to what God has asked you? Well, no, but that's different. Of course it is. It's always different. And that's why, hermanos, it's an individual walk. Amen. Now, we all have the same law, the law of Christ. Amen. But we all have different attacks. It's just the way life is. And so, hermanos, what, what you ought to do is when the attack comes to your mind, is ignore it, to fight it. Not to give into it, because you give into it a little bit, and then it becomes bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Amen. So, we have to walk humbly with our God. It also means the things that we don't like to do, we ought to do. For some people, maybe like Monica, to love your enemies is easy. Because it's just natural for her to be compassionate. But for someone like me, no, that's not easy. And so that's exactly what God is saying for us to do. Is to walk 
in that way with him and to love our enemies. So, hermanos, for some people, certain things are easy in the Word of God, and then that same person, some things are hard, you know, which is why it's an individual walk. Mm-hmm. So whatever it might be, hermanos, we have to do it. Now, one of the things about enemies is enemies tend to hurt our feelings. Mm-hmm. Now, we don't say it that way. We say they made me mad or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. But when we really look to it, uh, our feelings got hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, someone talks about Mexicans. Hermanos, your feelings get hurt. Mm-hmm. Just like a negrito, someone talks about negritos, hermanos, their feelings are hurt. Mm-hmm. Someone talks about a white person, hermanos, their, their feelings are hurt. The problem is that sometimes those feelings then become anger. Because they're not addressed. Because people don't let go. Because they harbor them. Right? And they feed the beast of anger. They feed the beast of hurt. But yet, to walk humbly with God, it says don't do that. It says forgive. Amen? Amen. And so, hermanos, this is a walk that we have to walk in. We got to seek God. What do we do? How do we do it? Because each of us faces it a little bit different. We all don't face it the same. Mm-hmm. And so then you have to ask God, God, what should I do? How should I do this? Mm-hmm. Jesus in chapter 9, then it happened that as Jesus was reclining at the table in the house, behold, many tax collectors and sinners came and were dining with Jesus and his disciples. A lot of people misunderstand this, and they, they often say, well, Jesus hung out with sinners. Um, that's not the way that the Bible reads it, the way they're presenting it, right? It, like, for example, you never would have seen Jesus at a bar, right? But you would have seen Jesus in a house inviting sinners. Mm-hmm. And that's what had happened. When the Pharisees saw this, they said to his disciples, why is your teacher eating with the tax collector? and sinners. But when Jesus heard this, he said, it is not those who are healthy who need a physician, but those who are sick. Mm-hmm. But go and learn what this means. I desire compassion and not sacrifice. For I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners. So again, hermanos, if if a sinner comes into our congregation here, which is God's congregation, let's say a cholo walks in, he smells like marijuana, he has a bandana over his head, he has a hat, he doesn't take it off in church. What Jesus is saying, leave him alone. Pray for him. You know what you don't start doing? That's what this is, hermanos. Jesus wasn't in the bar. Bar came to him. Amen. Remember, what was Jesus doing? He was preaching. Amen. So guess what? He was all, you hypocrites, repent. Those were his preachings, remember? Amen. And people would listen. Amen. So hermanos, why would you drive them away? Amen. Well, a prostitute comes in. Ay. Por las hermanas luego, ponte un velo. Déjala en paz. Déjala en paz. Let her Fall in love with Christ, and then she'll do all the stuff we do. Amen. Now, los hermanos, they do it with good intentions, but it's ignorant. Can you imagine you go somewhere and they're telling you this, 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 and you're like, whoa, what, what happened? Man, it's too much, man, you know. Jesus said, Dejalo. Dejalo. Because he, di- he desires compassion and not sacrifice. Someone new that comes in, you don't treat them like someone that's been a Christian for 10, 20 years. Someone that's uh, a mature Christian, you can tell them, you sinner, repiéntate, whatever, you know. Someone that just came in, Got to be a little bit compassionate. Mm-hmm. Got to be a little bit. That's ofrendas. And no, I believe in ofrendas, hermanos. Can you bring your ofrendas? But there's people right away. Do this, do that, do this, do that. Hermanos, tranquilos. The Lord says I desire compassion. 
-hmm. Y lo estaba criticando la gente because he was preaching to sinners. Hermanos, once we read it that way, man, it sounds so silly that people would be tripping. Mm -hmm. But you know, it happens in churches too. There's churches, hermanos, if the brothers don't come in with ties, everyone's like, <gasps> mm -hmm. and I'm like, how many ties did the master wear? Mm -hmm. If Paul would see us with ties, he'd go, what, what are they doing with that thing around their necks? <laughs> That's weird, mm -hmm. right? But there's some people, oh, no. and, if, and if you don't wear a white dress shirt, you can't wear any other color dress shirt. What does it say that in the Bible? Mm -hmm. You wear a tie, great, praise God. Don't criticize the one that doesn't. Mm -hmm. And so it talks a little bit more here in chapter 7 where it says, Do not judge so that you will not be judged. Now, some people will say, Only God can judge me, so you can't tell me what to do. That's not what it's saying. Mm -hmm. And to be able to understand it, you have to read more. So the way you judge, you will be judged. And by the, by your standard of measure, it will be measured to you. So be careful. Amen? Amen. That doesn't mean, hermanos, you can't be strict. It just means you have to be compassionate. Amen. Why do you look at the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye and behold the log is in your own eye? You hypocrite. Hermanos, who's preaching? Jesus. Mm -hmm. Look at what he says. You hypocrite. So he's calling them out. Mm -hmm. He first says, do not judge so you will not be judged. So some people can take this to an extreme and go, okay, then I, I don't want to be judged at all, so I'm not going to say anything to anyone. That's not what it's saying. Mm -hmm. Talking about condemnation. He goes, and you, your brother's sinning, but you're sinning worse. You hypocrite. First take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. Then he goes on to say, look at what it says, hermanos. Do not give what is holy to the dogs, and do not throw your pearls before swine, or they will trample them under their feet and turn and tear you to pieces. So he first says, do not judge so that you will not be judged. And then he says, do not give what is holy to the dogs. Hermanos, in the U.S., dogs, people love them, you know, and whatever. They eat with them. They bring them in the house. In the Middle East, especially in that time, hermanos, that wasn't the case. You didn't see someone walking around with a dog. Dogs are dirty. Dogs are disgraceful in a sense. They wouldn't go into people's homes. And he says, do not give what is holy to the dogs. And do not throw your pearls, your blessings, before pigs. He first talks about dogs, and then he talks about pigs. Now you even see some silly people having pigs as pets. And they have them in their houses, too. Some of the people are all weird now, but a dog is dirty, which is why they'll drink out of the toilet. That's why they clean their own butts. Hermanos, they're dirty animals. Even if they're domesticated, they're dirty. Pigs are dirty, hermanos. They eat their own poop. Dogs eat their own vomit. They're dirty. He says, don't give what is holy to dogs and do not throw your pearls, your blessings, before the swine. So he says, do not judge so you will not be judged, for in the way you judge, you will be judged, and by the standard of measure, it will be measured to you. So we do not have the power, hermanos, to tell people if they're going to go to hell or not. Now, we can't judge when someone is sinning, when someone is not sinning. You know, we can say, hey, that was a good thing you did, or hey, that was a bad thing you did. Hermanos, does that mean we know who's going to go to heaven and who's going to go to hell? No. But can you imagine, hermanos, if someone made a sin, an error, and we judged them and just threw them out of the church? Now, remember what Jesus also said, hermanos. If someone commits a sin, talk to him one-on-one. -on -one. Amen? Amen? If he listens to you, you just saved your brother. If he doesn't listen, bring two or three witnesses. 
If he doesn't listen to two or three witnesses, bring them before the church. If he doesn't listen to the church, what does Jesus say to do? Kick them out. How many chances does the brother get? One, two, three. Three strikes, you're out. Because there, the, the brother then is rebellious, right? So, hermanos, the example that I use with you is the brother just comes in and makes a mistake or something and right away. Now, the other thing is we can't. Because remember what Paul said when with the brother in the Corinth. He goes, doesn't anyone have the wisdom to call to attention and put this brother in, in his place? You just let him sin. See, and then Paul says, isn't, isn't there one wife among you? And then, and that's in the first book of Corinthians, and then the second book of Corinthians, he goes, and when he's repented, treat him as a brother. Amen. Be merciful, be compassionate. So be careful how you judge. Right? Because the measure with which you measure, you will be measured. If you're a tyrant, God's going to treat you that way. So that's why we have to be careful. That doesn't mean that we lower our standards. It just means the way we have compassion towards others. It doesn't mean that we turn a blind eye. It doesn't mean we don't hold people accountable. It just means that we're compassionate when we do it all. Amen, Amen. We have to be careful, hermanos. Because there's things... Um, that for us, for some of us, for many of us, are very difficult. And sometimes we hold on to grudges. And sometimes we hold on to wicked things for a long time, hermanos, and we don't allow the healing of God to take place. But when we have compassion towards people, we have to be careful with those around us. Amen? Because if you're supporting bad behavior, those around you are going to then want to be supported with bad behavior. Amen? You can't hold different standards for different people. But you can't be compassionate. Amen? I say this only because it, it happened. So my brother Simon was living with us. And I said, okay, here's the rules, bro. You can't be out with your friends. You break the rule one time, you're out of the house. And one day he came home a little bit late. I guess he was hanging out with someone. And I said, Simon, grab your stuff. You're leaving my house. Oh, you should have seen it. The whole family quickly scattered <laughs> to the house. There was my dad. There was my mom. There was my kids. There was Monica. Everyone just right there. And I was like the lone ranger. And I said to him, Sasuke, you guys. And, and Simon was very humble. Simon goes, man, I'm sorry, bro. Now, if... If Simon would have said to me, Saiske, I don't need you, forget you. But he humbled himself. And then what really got to me were Benjamin and Anna. Because then they started crying. <laughs> and they were like, please, Papa, don't, don't, uh, don't kick Theo out. And I, and I was telling them, oh, I didn't kick Theo out. Theo knew the rules. And then Anna was like, but and then what about chocolate, Papa? And then Simon was like, man, bro, I, I know you got to do what you got to do, man. And, and I go, well, because of that, then yeah, you can stay. Right? So there's the compassion. Yes, he broke the rules. Yes, I was going to hold him accountable. But at the moment that I seen him humble himself, and then, of course, my kids, because when my parents were talking, I wasn't really would be, you know, truthful to us. Like, no, you got to be tough. You got to be firm with your kids. And here's a demonstration. Right? And then my kids are crying and I'm like, oh, okay. I told them that I could see that, right? But and then what really did it is when my brother Simon humbled himself. Completely different. Completely different. And, and so what I learned in that situation in my most is I hold my standards. I hold firm to it, but I also allow for compassion. Amen. Amen. So what I didn't do was Simon did it, and I'm screaming, ah, 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 and then he did it again, he did it again, and 20 years later, he's still doing it. No, 
High standard. Hold it high. Error came. Was able to pull back again. Y la palabra del Señor dice, el entendido entenderá, right? So I'm pretty sure at that point in time he says, you know what? Man, there's no messing around with my brother. Right? I might not like it, but that's my brother, and I know that there's a certain line I can't cross with him. So hopefully he also realized that, man, even though he's really firm in his word, man, he demonstrated that he can love me as a brother and have compassion. Right? So that's the other side. And so in that lesson, hermanos, I actually learned a lot as well because if I could humble myself, then I really want a second chance. Amen. There's other people that I would have said that to and they would have been like, forget you there. Right? That would have been a different story. But I think when God talks to us about compassion, I think he doesn't say for us to lower the standard. But within our high standard, people mess up. And we don't have to be jerks about it. Amen. Amen. So, hermanos, what can we do? When the master, who's a beautiful master, who's a merciful master, who is love, says, but I say to you, love your enemies. And pray for those who persecute you. Hermanos, it was really easy for me when I was younger to hate cops. Because they're always trying to tell me what I can't do. Well, of course I was going to, I hated cops. I was breaking the law. I wasn't an upstanding citizen. Right? So, of course, people who hate the cops are the ones that hate the cops for a reason. You don't fear the light, hermanos, when you're not wrong. And I'm not saying that every cop is out there is a perfect citizen either. But the great majority are upstanding citizens. And I learned I don't have to hate cops. I don't have to hate people in authority. As a teenager, I did. But when I became a Christian and God started changing my life, hermanos, I'd even tell my son and my daughter when they're little, look, there goes a good guy. You ever get in trouble, you can go to that person. Stranger danger, be careful. Right? So you can go to a cop. Be careful of fake cops. But, hermanos, because I no longer had hate for people in authority. Now, when it came to racist people, hermanos, that, that's been harder for me. Yeah. And I'm going I'm to be really transparent. That's really hard. And yet, even there, hermanos, God is teaching me in my growth. I got to be different. Mm-hmm. How many of us here don't have some form of racism? I know people out there, some people, you'll hear them, I don't, I'm not racist. And then other silly people, I don't see color. This one guy said that to Betty, told him that. You know what, I don't even see color. He goes, really? I didn't even notice you were a woman. That's <laughs> Yeah, how do you like that? You have to be blind or dumb not to see color. Right? But some people, they get just so much, oh, I'm not racist. Well, we all have some racism in us. Oh, this Tucson, they would be that. Man, he hates Mexicans. Man, darn Mexicans. <laughs> Mexicans don't know how to drive. And I'm like, Dad, aren't you kind of stereotyping? And then I start laughing. He goes, look. I'm like, wait. I say that about Asians all the time. <laughs> you know? And we all have something in us. So then we get all caught up when someone else says something about Mexicans. Oh, why? That's not funny. Oh, but the Chinese jokes are funny. The Negrito jokes are funny. Right? But Mexican jokes aren't funny. So where's our consistency? Oh, you can make fun of white people, right? But white people can't make fun of Mexicans? You've seen it. We've all done it. You know, white people with their wives and their kids.
kids, and you're like, yeah, right, <laughs> right? Because you expect them like Mexicans screaming, Dad, right? Bueno, I see it too. Not a right Two wrongs don't make a right. So there's a lot of hate in us too. And we gotta get rid of that stuff. And so what I've been trying to do in my life is clean my life. And it's hard, it's hard. Because I, I do struggle with racism. I struggle with it from both sides. And, that, and that's not right. And so I also understand, as, as I mentioned to my kids, when God started dealing with me when I was raising them, I never wanted to give them a crutch. Racism, 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 right? Because I didn't want to raise them that way. And I even told them one time, sometimes some people are not going to like you, not because you're Mexican, but because you're Benjamin. Mm -hmm. Some people are going to like you because you're Ana. They don't care that you're Mexican. Well, there's Mexicans I don't like. Chicanos I don't like. When I was a gangbanger, see some negrito, some white guy, whatever. I seen a Chicano, I'm like, whoa. <laughs> I thought I was all from La Raza. A bunch of ignorance. The great majority of the people that we fought with weren't white or black. Most people that when I got shot, that were claiming they shot me, were a bunch of Mexicans. So that exists. In my and what we have to do is we gotta get past all that garbage. Amen. We gotta get past all that garbage, right? That doesn't mean that we're not prideful in who we are. And let us be proud in who you are, because God made you who you are, and it's a beautiful you. Like we were talking last Sunday, let us be proud. But God says, love your enemies. Amen. So how can we hate white people? that's not being a hypocrite, I don't know what is. And now, some white people might have treated you bad, but hermanos, that's not all white people. Not all white people. Some black people might have treated you not good, but that's not all black people. And just because some white person out there, some brown person didn't treat them right, that doesn't mean that I treated them wrong. What I gotta do is So let's love our enemies. Amen. And let's pray for those who persecute us. I think right now is the perfect time to practice racism. And hopefully you're like motivated. Yes, let's do it. And when you turn on the TV and you, they start talking about deporting Mexicans, and then it changes. Hermanos, that's exactly what God is saying to us. Be different. Be different. And it's hard right now. I think especially for Christian Mexicans. Non-Christian Mexicans, different story. But the Christian ones, the ones to claim to love Christ, that's a whole different story. And I think that we have to be a little bit different than that. And in, in that, that doesn't mean that we support injustice according to the law of God. Because to break the law of God is to hate. practice evil because remember what it says in chapter 3 of 1 John chapter 5 verse 3 for this is the love of God that we keep his commandments so if there's a white racist out there that says he loves Jesus you know what Jesus is telling him stop being a racist if there's a racist Mexican amongst us he's telling us stop being a racist So, for this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments. And his commandments are not burdensome. So, hermanos, tonight, let's be more faithful than what we've been in the past. Okay. I know it's hard, hermanos. It has to be hard. It better be hard. If it's not hard, you're doing it wrong. Right? But, hermanos, tonight, vamos a just love our enemies. And remember when you when you when you hear about love at work, at school, remember this verse. 
1 John chapter 5, verse 3. For this is the love of God that we keep his commandments. So guess what? The love of God isn't supporting a bunch of sin. That's not the love of God. Now, that brings in more money for big Dino churches because it brings in more ofrendas because people aren't offended. But that doesn't mean that's what God wants. So, hermanos, no se les olvide sus ofrendas, sus diezmos, y vamos a orar para despedirnos dándole gracias al Señor en esta noche. In the name of Jesus, mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, forgiver of our sins, lover of our souls, our souls, Lord Jesus, tonight we praise you. Cada quien que ha llegado en esta noche, Señor, bendice a su siervo, a su siervo. Perdona nuestros pecados, ten misericordia sobre nosotros, Maestro. Nuestros pecados son grandes, nuestros pecados son sucios, nuestros pecados son rebelión. Padre nuestro que estás en los cielos, santificado sea tu nombre. Límpianos, ayúdanos a cada quien conforme su necesidad, conforme su petición. Libéranos, Maestro, ten misericordia de nosotros. Y en todo esto pedimos muy especialmente que nos ayudes a nosotros, nuestras parejas, nuestros hijos, las parejas de nuestros hijos, los hijos de nuestros hijos y las parejas de los hijos de nuestros hijos en el nombre de Jesucristo. Que amemos a nuestros enemigos, que oremos por aquellos que nos persiguen y que entiendamos la el verdadera el verdadero definición de amor. Help us, my Lord, our generations to come, our sons and our daughters, our sons and our daughters' spouses, and our sons and our daughters' children, and our sons and our daughters' children's spouses for ten generations and more in the name of God, Jesus Christ. Help us to love our enemies, to pray for those who persecute us, and that we would truly and profoundly understand the term love according to your word. Help us to change. Help us to be different. Help us not just to love our friends and the tax collectors and the sinners. Help us to be different. Help us to be better. And help us to be perfect like you. Bless the, the offerings and the tidings that everyone has given. Continue to prosper them and answer their prayers. Everyone here tonight has a petition. Everyone here tonight that has a prayer. Everyone here tonight who needs something. Oh, my Lord Jesus, holy God, please answer us. Please forgive us. Please deliver us. Our sons and our daughters that are not here. And our children's children that are not here. Please help them, bless them, guide them, protect them, deliver them. Mentally, spiritually, sexually, physically, emotionally, financially. All of us as well, Father. Deliver us, heal us, cleanse us. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Dios los bendiga, hermanos. Aquí nos vemos el martes.